Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts in the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and today on this edition of The Conversation, I'm speaking with MPO Brian Lawton. That MPO, by the way, is Master Police Officer. He is the LGBTQ liaison with the Fairfax County Police Department, and that is our topic of conversation today. MPO Lawton, thanks for being here on The County Conversation. Good morning, Jim. Thank you. And let me just ask, can I call you Brian? Is that okay? Please do. It makes <laughs> okay. it easier. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of having to say MPO Lawton all the time. <laughs> Brian, um, let's talk about this liaison uh, role, this liaison position, LGBTQ liaison. Sure. Explain it to me. What is that? What, is it? what do you do? Well, right now my title is just that. It's a title. It's a position holding a virtual office um, within the chief's office in the community equity engagement office under Major Krause, which is the chief's office position. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the position is education, awareness, okay. um, building the program, and getting awareness out there to the department and the community that the Fairfax County Police Department um, has such an entity, mm-hmm. has an awareness of the need for the LGBT liaison role, right. um, and trying to encourage inner department and outside of department personnel uh, to reach out to me to see what I can do to help, to see what issues are have arisen, to see where the police department can engage with the community further in that role, and to see where the department can uh, make forward advancements within to make officers and personnel within the county more comfortable. Okay. Uh, new, new role, new position within the uh, county police department? Sort of. Uh, I took the role over from now Captain uh, Jane Burns, who, when she got promoted, ran out of the uh, available time to commit to the position. Okay. So I was asked to do it and volunteered. Okay. So sounds like a relatively uh, new thing going on that uh, I guess the police department is looking to put even more, uh, pardon the phrase, manpower or person power sure. or resources behind. Um, what's the goal? The goal right now is whatever I can do with the position. My goal, as I said, is to increase uh, awareness and increase the forward momentum of that awareness and education within the department and outside Mm -hmm. Um, to be an advocate to entities within the department. So currently I'm working with our major crimes division, our criminal investigative division, recruiting and resources um, for any issues that arise, any questions that are out there by recruits as far as what it's like in the department to be um, a gay male within the police department, within the police job as a whole. Um, I've consulted on some investigations with major crimes that have some sensitivities to them with mm-hmm. the transgender community. Okay. Um, I've offered some opinions on some school board issues, say the uh, bathroom issues that Loudoun County and Fairfax mm-hmm. uh, faced for a little while. Mm-hmm. We've had some biased crimes that have happened in the community. Um, that I've been consulted on, just to reach out and make sure that the uh, individuals feel like they have been treated in an equitable manner, mm-hmm. making sure that they have the resources that they need and that their questions have been answered. Right. You mentioned uh, working with uh, cadets or officers inside the police department. Does that go to that stereotype 
when we talk about LGBTQ. It does to a point. And that's part of the educational aspect and the awareness that I'm striving to work on. Um, there are some unrealistic expectations and unrealistic viewpoints and images that some people throughout the county and everywhere else, not just the county, right. um, have of what an LGBTQ person or officer should be, looks like, or they judge everybody by whatever representations they have seen. Right. There's such a limited exposure to some people to the community um, that they only grab onto one part of it. And that generates their worldview right, of all of it. Right, sort right. of like how children fill in the blanks of information when they only have a little piece of it. Right, right. And then they create this whole storyline, which becomes the reality. So that's it becomes terribly unrealistic. <laughs> and right. it's a very hard thing to overcome. depart from yeah. and overcome. Yeah. And that's really my biggest challenge right now, is getting people to see that those stereotypes, those images... Um, those points of contact that they may or may not have may not be true to form. Okay. So trying to accomplish that through education and awareness, talk to me a little bit about that. How do you do that through education and awareness? There are a bunch of online programs that have already been created, um, some out of the um, western part of the country, most of them out of San Francisco and California. Um, there have been some great strides in Dallas. And around the country, there have been some very polarizing individuals that have developed great content for the awareness and education aspect. Um, there's a company called Out to Protect that specifically caters to the law enforcement community. It's a long program. Um, it's free to everybody. It's sponsored by other endowments so that anybody that engages it within the law enforcement community, whether they're a liaison unit or not, can get for free. Okay. But it's time consuming. And some of that time-consuming part might be unrealistic for most. I've started the program, and even on my own schedule, I found that it's a bit unrealistic for me to be able to complete in wow. a time frame. Okay. So trying to grab onto some of that, find out what's good, what's bad, and what I want to propose to the department to push out as a training point okay. has been a challenge. But that's one of my goals is to find that content, find something that the department can grab onto and push out to our community within the department that's already been vetted, that's good, true information, not right. something that's skewed from a certain viewpoint where one way or another. Right. Now, is that for internal training, or is this some of, some of this stuff you're talking about and wanting to find could also be like external for community members to learn how to better interact with the police department? Both. Okay. The internal training that I want to get um, would be pushed out through our interdepartmental training forums. Okay. We have some online companies that we've partnered with to push out our own content that officers can access from anywhere in the county. Any county computer, any county cell phone, anywhere they have internet access and can sign on, they can do the training. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them are mandatory. They're benchmarked that they have to complete, and once they do, they're done. Some of it could be pushed out to the academy, depending on their schedule and when it could fit in on a global scale. Mm -hmm. So a classroom as a whole could learn all at once instead of each individual person. And then eventually, once all that's done, getting the two together so that everybody learns the same content on the same time frame. Right. Outside of the department, um, I'd like to develop some content that can be pushed out to our resource officers in the schools, oh, okay. as well as some of our community engagement officers and our crime prevention officers that they could offer to civic associations that we could put on our county website as content that anybody in the public can just go in and grab onto mm -hmm. and engage in that point right there. 
Now, you mentioned earlier on that you had been called out to a couple of different specific cases and those type things. Sure. Is that part of the role and position you're playing with this liaison position? I mean, are, it you, is. are you on call, if you will? Sure, it is. Okay. I'm, I'm on call as needed. Okay. Um, many of the roles within the county that have specialty titles to them are not standing units. They're on-call basis. Some of us that have a particular skill set, particular um, set of training right. that is applicable to certain other aspects of investigations and department, um, we get called out. Or do we just get copied on emails and then asked to follow up? And we chatted before we started rolling on this, and there's a lot of different hats you're, you're wearing. Sure. And I want to want to get into that a little bit later in the podcast, but I want to stay focused on the LGBTQ liaison position within Fairfax County Police, which um, I think, am I wrong? It's kind of a unique position. Are there other law enforcement agencies that have such a role? Well, see, there's one of those exposure points that I was talking about. It's not unique at all. Oh, wow. Um, most of the large... Um, municipal police departments, city police departments, and counties with just sheriff's agencies, as well as federal, FBI, Secret Service, fire departments. Um, everybody has them. Hmm. Um, they're a lot more recognizable in the large departments in con- in states that have a larger population of the LGBT community that they can interact with. Here in Fairfax County, we don't have any uh, gay bars. We don't have LGBTQ collection sites. We don't have places where the LGBTQ community gathers for specific events, specific gatherings and things all the time Hmm. where they're subject to biases, where they're being more vulnerable than they normally would be outside of community. Um, We don't have the bar scene. We don't have um, regulated meetings that I'm aware of that I've been brought into yet where they feel marginalized or they feel like they're in some sort of danger where it would require a police department awareness. Um, of course, there are groups within the county uh, with a Fairfax Pride. The Fairfax County school system has their pride organization, and there are numerous other ones around. They just haven't engaged me yet for any kind of need or services. Mm. Um, but in the larger cities, say uh, Washington, D.C., for instance, they have uh, a very large uh, liaison unit officers that are tasked specifically to that unit that still engage in patrol functions. They still answer calls. They still go out and they do investigations, but they do it under the umbrella of their liaison unit because they have that population. They have those people within their community that require um, some different handling because there are still a lot of animosities between police departments, and the LGBT community. So having a liaison officer respond to their house, their place of business, wherever they are, to report their crimes or address their concerns brings a bit of a tie with those communities. Mm. It helps prepare and create some of that bridge and makes them feel a little bit more comfortable explaining their issues when they have somebody in front of them that they believe understands their issues a little bit more. Sure. We're here on the County Conversation podcast, and we're talking with Master uh, Police Officer Brian Lawton, who is the LGBTQ liaison with Fairfax County Police Department, who uh, just educated me about the uh, what I assumed was the novelty of this liaison program, but apparently it's uh, more widely known than, than I knew, and maybe hopefully uh, you listeners know, or now you do know. Uh, you mentioned... Um, Bars in Fairfax County or gathering places sure. uh, not being um, prevalent. 
Is there any reason for that? I mean, thoughts? I'm not sure if I have the exact right answer for that question. I, I don't um, think there is a right answer. <laughs> outside of specialty bars, I don't know that there are any specific bars um, that are only alcohol bars, like traditional bars themselves. Right. Uh, most of the establishments are linked to a restaurant or a hotel mm. um, or something bigger than just the bar itself that caters to everybody, not something with a specific right. clientele. Yeah. Specialized. I don't know if it's a zoning issue. Not mm. sure if it's a state issue. Um, I I don't have that answer for you. Okay. I just know no. that we don't have them. Yeah. Arlington does. Yeah. Um, D.C. does. I'm not sure if Loudoun County does. Right. I'm not aware of any of them. Yeah. Just interesting thought, interesting question. Just as you were mentioning, just thought I'd ask and see if you did. Um, about the, the program, you mentioned uh, I think D.C. has an actual LGBTQ liaison unit, yes, if sir. you will. Or a unit, not liaison, but unit. Um, talk to me a little bit about Fairfax County Police Department and where you think the police department is going. I don't know if you mentioned it while we were on air or before we started rolling. There's another liaison within police department that focuses on Muslim community. Is, is this a trend within the police department, you think? I know you can't speak for the higher ups sure. in the department, but... Where do you see this liaison to special population groups going, if you will? Sure. Within the Community Engagement and Equity Office uh, in the department, there are other liaison entities, myself, and there is a Muslim uh, liaison catering to that community. Mm -hmm. And I believe the plan is to engage other um, compartmentalized, disenfranchised, um, vulnerable communities uh, within Fairfax County to give them more of a voice, um, to show them that the police department is aware and wants to engage, and to bring their voices forward. Um, having somebody from that specific community engage them directly, again, achieves the same goal that I have, is to provide a outlet, provide a conduit for that conversation, mm -hmm. to bring education to that community from the police department that we're not the big you know, scary that everybody thinks that right. we are sometimes. Right. And to bring education from that community to the police department mm -hmm. that can be pushed down to our patrol true. so that we can do our jobs better, that we can handle sensitive issues within that community appropriately instead of bringing our own basic training or our own unawareness of it and trying to figure it out as it goes along. Right. You know, having more knowledge of something before you get there is always the plan. Right. It makes things safer. It makes right. people feel better. And sometimes it accelerates solving whatever crime or issue a lot better. Right. What have you learned already that you have taken to your fellow officers as far as you mentioned tips or training, that type of thing, dealing with this community? I've learned that there's a lot of uh, biases, a lot of wrong information, um, a lot of historical um, inadequate um, and wrongly perceived information out there about the LGBTQ community. Mm. Um, people tend to, from what I've been having with discussions of friends of mine, people that have reached out to me with 100% support, and let me add that, within the department, I've received over 100 of emails and slaps on the back and handshakes from people I haven't even met in the department. Now, after my 17 years of being here that know me, that I don't know them, mm -hmm. just because of my interviews with Penny Gross and my YouTube video that was put out by the office announcing the position that I was in it, um, people that have just reached out with abject support which is amazing. With that being said, some of those people still 
with even within their support, had no idea. There are friends that I've had for years that were peripheral friends, work friends, that still didn't know that I was gay, that some didn't believe it. People had come to me in the you know years ago saying such and such is talking about you, saying that you're gay, saying this or that. I'm like, well, they're not lying, right. and people didn't believe it because I don't fit that stereotype. Right. I don't fit what they see on TV. Um, I don't, you know, talk the way they think that a gay man would talk. Mm-hmm. I don't carry myself the way they think that a gay man carries themselves. Right. I don't dress that way. I don't act that way. Right. And just the fact that they perceive it as that way. <laughs> Is right. the core problem, right? And that's what I'm trying to overcome. Okay, so that's the the tips and education going inward. Correct. What do you have for the community, people that are LGBTQ in that community, in working with the police department? Tips or suggestions for them? The biggest tip is that I'm here to hear them. I'm here to acknowledge them. I'm here to be a resource and a conduit for their concerns to the department. Um, through the department's website, I can be reached through, there's an email through that, but my personal email is already on there. Um, showing them that the police department is an entity that cares about the LGBT community and that they're engaging it, engaging it one by giving me my voice, creating my position, putting me out there as a resource to everybody. Um, that was the biggest step, getting that done. And then getting access to me and seeing what they need. That's the hardest part is bringing people to me so I can help them. Right. Sort of that help me help you situation. Right, right. Now, we talked about outreach earlier. Are you doing like outreach events? I mean, I know your schedule is very busy. Sure. We'll get into the many hats you wear in a minute. But talk to me a little bit about how you're going out in the community. There really haven't been many opportunities. Oh, okay. A couple of the um, engagement officers within the county we have the eight stations, and each one of them has different officers that do certain right, things. Right. Um, we've had a couple of them reach out to me that are doing some community events, whether it's an ice cream social or it's a fundraiser drive, mm-hmm. uh, just to be out there to be a resource for them, uh, to engage with the community that they're trying to reach. Um, I've worked on a couple of recruiting cases where they had some questions because there's an LGBTQ candidate who had specific questions about the department mm-hmm. that they couldn't answer. Gotcha. That so far has been the extent of my reach just because there hasn't been an opportunity for anything else. Right. Um, I am in the process of developing some visual things for the department um, that will impact the community. Photos, videos, I mean, when you're talking about visual. Um, for Pride Month, I've developed a county patch, so our uniform patch. Oh, okay. um, it's a novelty item that people will be able to have and display and stuff um, with the Pride colors on it. I'm developing a lanyard so people can have an ID lanyard mm-hmm. with the uh, Fairfax County Police Pride on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my proposals for the uh, unit is that we push a screensaver program, not just for the LGBT community uh, during June, but it's for everyone. We have 12 months. And I'm trying to get graphics that can be pushed to the county to cycle through on our screensavers instead of just having this building on the screensaver you know, right. on every computer, have it scroll through different themes right. to right. bring these different communities in. Yeah. Um, I also want to have a cruiser magnet. We have domestic violence awareness. We have autism awareness. We have all kinds of things that go on throughout every month. Right. I want to have a magnet for the police cars for Pride Month. Um, I'd like to have stickers put on all of the municipal buildings as safe places mm. for the LGBTQ community 
uh, with the Fairfax County, you know, crime solvers, 911, all the information that can be included on that with our QR codes and all that right. links to other information. Right. But that's a visual. Yeah. That's a visual on the front door of every building that says that the community is welcome here in this building and that they're safe. What does that mean to be a safe building or safe facility? That they can walk in and not be in physical danger, mm-hmm. that they can come in and report their concerns without ridicule, without any kind of judgment and have their voices heard, that they can use it as a resource building, um, booking, depending on availability, mm-hmm. because all of our police stations are municipal buildings right. and we have meeting space. Right. If they needed a place to book a meeting, that they, if space is available, they could come in and use that building as a safe space for them. I know we've kind of flirted with the uh, email address. Why don't you sure. go ahead and uh, throw that email address out there, and maybe hopefully uh, listeners will uh, will flood you with requests to come to their community event. So, um, my personal email address is Brian Lawton at FairfaxCounty That's B R I A N dot L A W T O N at fairfaxcounty.gov. And Fairfax County is one word. Okay, and then there's a specific email address. There is. The it is the FCPD LGBTQ liaison at fairfaxcounty.gov. Okay. FCPD LGBTQ liaison at fairfaxcounty.gov. Correct. Okay. Um, last few seconds here. Um, I'm going to ask you to wrap it up sure. about the liaison program and tell me what I need to know before we go, but I know we've mentioned it a couple of times about, you know, you don't have a lot of time because you're wearing a lot of hats. And when you told me this before right. we started rolling, I was like, holy moly, no wonder you don't have a lot of time. Tell me all that you're doing with all the different hats you wear. Sure. You'll find in a lot of groups that people have specialty positions have a lot of specialty positions. Okay. Um, a lot of people tell me I'm overly engaged, which is probably true. Um, in addition to my position as the LGBT liaison right. for the department, I'm also part of the underwater search and recovery unit as one of the instructors for that. Um, we pull the obvious thing out of the water that needs to come out. That's the easiest and nicest way to say right, it. Right. A lot of things don't belong in the water. A lot of things are related to crimes and people's lives that need to come out of the water. When that happens, they call us mm-hmm. and my team goes in and gets it out. Um, crime scene procedures entailed and that's good enough for that one. Right. Um, I'm also part of our peer support unit with Innocent Support Services. Um, that's mo- mostly an internal unit that we work with um, officers and staff to support them in emotional needs uh, with anything that comes up. And we can get them towards uh, resources within the county and outside of the county to help them deal with whatever sort of trauma they're okay. trying to handle. Cool. Um, we also engage with the community with that, with families and things like that. Mm-hmm. The three of them are really it. I've dabbled with our Marine Patrol a little bit, but I've, with everything else I'm doing, I've kind of parted yeah. from that. To give some other people more space to engage with that unit that can put the time appropriate for it. You only have 24 hours in a day. I mean, come right. On. <laughs> right. I get about one or two days off a week. Okay. I thought you were going to say one or two hours of sleep a day. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, final few seconds. Ra- wrap us up here. Uh, what do you want our listeners to take away knowing about the Fairfax County Police Department's LGBTQ liaison? Uh, that the unit is here. That the um, the whole point of the police department is to be here for the community, to help the community, to engage the community, to be a resource to the community. And by providing my title and my position as the liaison officer, it's just one more resource for the community and for the department that's out there. Um, I'd like people to contact me with their needs, with their ideas. Um, 
if there are things that they think that the police department can engage in and be a part of within the LGBTQ community, please let me know. And I can run it up my chain of command and get all kinds of engagement and other personnel involved if we need to. Mm -hmm. So reach out to Brian or Master Police Officer Lawton, if you will, at FCPDLGBTQ liaison at fairfaxcounty.gov. Brian, thanks, buddy, for being here on the podcast. Thanks, Jim. Uh, That is going to do it for this edition of the County Conversation Podcast. Again, thanks to uh, uh, MPO Lawton for being here, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news or call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. That is weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation Podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.